Hello. This is the Gimmick Podcast. I'm Kim. And I'm Michaela. How's it going? It's going. <laughs> Boy, it like took us a week to get this one out. I don't know why. Well, we've been doing cars again. Car troubles. <gasps> car troubles. We had to take the car in in less than a week again. But we were able to get it refixed under warranty. But boy, are we done with car problems for a while. Mm-hmm. I'm just the, the over vehicles in general. The magic of having a car that works. For real. Yes. It is quite magical indeed. So we pick the magic of dot, dot, dot. Dot, dot, dot. Fill in the heart, blank. Heart, heart, <laughs> Yes. Ah. So magic is kind of a funny thing. And I started looking at it because I, I don't know, just I guess it depends on where you're at in your world or whatever. But um, I always just was thinking kind of the light magic or more miraculous, I guess. You know, like the magic of Christmas, the magic of positive thinking, you know, the magic of, of all that. Um, but I guess there's a lot of dark stuff, too. Magic with a K, I guess, at the end. I don't know. We're not delving into that. <laughs> um, I wanted it to be just the magic of life and and things and you know, things that get you excited. And I, her and I, we got, to, lucky for us, we got to see Dan Sperry, um, the anti-conjurist. So we got to see him perform in Cheyenne and it was fabulous. And I've always loved magic. I always think the sleight of hand is fascinating how, how magicians can do that illusion of things disappearing and reappearing. And it is fascinating to me. Um, the sleight of hand has always been pretty cool. And that, and that in itself is an art, the, the, you know, the art of making um, the illusion of something magical, which is pretty cool. I think so. it's super cool. Yeah, I've only ever seen two magic shows in my life. Once was in elementary school when I was in kindergarten. We had a magician come to our school, which was super cool. And then I the second was time there for that, were you? I, I don't remember. I remember. <laughs> I do remember that. Do you know that? I don't remember. I you remember being it there. in school. Yeah, I remember. Well, we that. were the parents were in the back and the kids were all up front. I don't even think you knew. Um, but the homeroom mm. teacher invited us, mm. and I did go. Yeah. So, so I saw that, and then Dan Sperry. He's like a goth magician. He's super cool. An American magician. He was on America's Got Talent, all kinds of stuff. Yeah. Kind of underground. We'll talk about him, though. Very cool. Very cool. Yeah. That was the only two times I've seen magic in person. I would love to see um, David Copperville. I grew up with David Copperfield, Mm -hmm. and I would love to see him sometime. We always saw him on television, so that's something. (laughs) <laughs> it is something. <laughs> you know, some of those shows are just so massive and the crowds are so huge. I don't know how close you'd get. Hmm. Like, I'd love to see Chris Angel, too. But you know, probably be best to go to their Vegas shows and get a seat. Yeah. And, and if I were to ever go to Vegas, that's what I would do is I would go to all the cool shows. Yeah. Because I'm not a gambler. Right, right. But going to all the cool magic shows, that's what I would do. Mm-hmm. Or the singers, the performers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so I, I picked a word of the week, and I picked thaumaturgy, which is spelled T H A U M A T U R G Y, 
And it is the purported capability of a magician to work magic or other paranormal events or a saint to perform miracles. It is sometimes translated into English as wonder working. Um, A practitioner of thaumaturgy is a thaumaturge, a thaumaturgist, or a thaumaturgus, or miracle worker, or wonder worker. And I used it in a sentence, and it's a Greek word. Um, I used it in a sentence. The magic of thaumaturgy is miraculous. Not hmm. the best. <laughs> it but works. It works. It works. So, I thought that was kind of a cool word that I never, ever knew of. So, there. Hmm. 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 Speaking of miracle workers, that is a really funny show. I think it's on Hulu. I don't know. Not but it the has, Helen Keller? No, 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 no. It has Daniel Radcliffe in it and Steve Buscemi. Oh. It's really, really funny. And it's called The Miracle Worker? Well, it's called Miracle Workers. Oh, Miracle Worker. Something like that. I don't know. Okay. I watched it with Bailey. It was really funny. I thought that was, isn't that a, <clears throat> a show about Helen Keller? I have no idea. I haven't seen that for, I don't know. Now I got to know. Oh, and I was going to make a correction, or uh, a few. <laughs> Go so I was talking about the movie last time. Ah, yes. Uh, um, but it's called Magic. It's not called Dummy. That's why I couldn't find it. Ah, yes, yes, yes. So, but it does have... Yes. Um, and I'm going to escape the name. Uh, what is his name? Anthony Hopkins. Anthony Hopkins. I was like, I can see his face, but I yeah. can't think of his so name. So it's kind of cool that we're talking about Magic. <laughs> And I could not think of the name for nothing. Anthony Hopkins does play in it. And Anne Margaret. Burgess Meredith is in it. So there's a lot of there's a lot of great people. Magic, not dummy. Although it has a dummy in it, so although it's a creepy yes. Yeah. Very good. I that that's one of the good scary. And then I think I said eleven thousand AD eleven hundred AD. Numbers, being numbers, you know. I'm a words person, and yeah. I tell you. And if I'm writing fast, I and I usually try to proofread before I do this, and sometimes it just doesn't quite work out. It's okay. That it happens. Making my corrections. The corrections. Yes. <laughs> Learning and growing is what we do. It is what we do here. <laughs> and thanks, you guys, for learning and growing with us. Because that's what magic's all about. Spreading Learning. the love of magic. Learning magic is magic. Love. I think love is probably the most miraculous and magical thing ever. It is. That's my humble opinion. So I'm going to pick a song. Go for it. we got three songs. I picked Do You Believe in Magic by The Loving Spoonful. And that came out in 1965. Um, but I've always loved that band. Um, John Sebastian's one of my favorite songwriters and singers. So, do you believe in magic? By Lovin' Spoonful. Do you believe in magic? By the Lovin' Spoonful. I love Cute. the I love the lyrics of that, and I know the magic of music in your soul. So. Yes. Music is very magical. <laughs> I asked just to Michaela, do you believe in magic? 
And she said, yes. Yes. I do too. I probably, I guess I believe more in the miraculous if you want to believe in like supernaturally things. So, um, but yeah. There I believe is. there are lots of things beyond our comprehension. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I believe that uh, there's a lot of, uh, we're made to create and be creative uh, humans. <laughs> and that's where we shine the most. And to see s- someone, especially perfecting a craft like magic, becoming a magician and an illusionist, to me is, it takes a lot of work. I didn't realize just how much work goes into it but there's a lot of work and that's pretty cool it's like everybody has their own thing that they shine at and that's you know the magic that's inside you that you got to tap into to find out what is your happy place what is the one thing that is magic in your life and and find it i mean whatever it is so anyway i'll start well, let's pick your song. I'm going to okay. pick your song, and I don't want to get us too far apart on that. So. That is fair. So, my first song that they picked is Magic Dance by David Bowie. Yeah. From the original soundtrack of Labyrinth. <laughs> and it all went to crap when we lost David. It is true. It's it true. Like I miss David. I do every day. Every day. It was wonderful. <laughs> and I love Labyrinth. Labyrinth is good. That's one we should pull out and watch. I'm down. So I love Labyrinth. And that came out in 1986. Oh, my stars. I didn't realize it was that long ago. It was a little while ago. Okay. Yeah. Jim Henson. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. He's been gone from the world for a while. Yeah. So is David Bowie at this point. Um, Yeah. Crazy. It is a bummer. So, Magic Dance. By David Bowie. Let's go. Magic Dance by David Bowie. Hoorah! Huzzah! I love that. Love him. Miss him. Love him. Me too. This is fab. Fabuloso. Bravissimo. Okay, so we're going to talk about a couple magicians or illusionists, I guess they're called. Yes. Which I guess that's, you know, like I said. Eh, technicalities. Yes. Yes. So the first one I picked that everybody knows, but we're going to talk a little bit about him, is Harry Houdini. Ooh, he's one of my favorites. He was born Eric Weiss and was a Hungarian-American escape artist, illusionist, and stunt performer. Noted for his escape acts, and his pseudonym is a reference to his magical mentor, French ma- magician Robert Houdini, hmm. who practiced between 1805 and 1874. But then, so he was like his idol, but then the idol kind of dropped later on. So, but I didn't go into that. <laughs> but anyway, that's where he took his name. He was uh, born in Budapest on March 24th, 1874. And he, uh, his first fame as, as the King of Handcuffs, that's what he was known for. That's how he made his fame, was um, escaping. They'd, he'd try all kinds of handcuffs and escape from jail cells and, and everything. And 
became known as the king of handcuffs. And his brother was also a magician, which I did not know that Mm. either. And his name was Theo. And he was a very successful magician. And they used to perform as kids, too. Oh, that's cool. And he was the... um, He's the one who did the straight jacket escape. Theo or Harry? Theo. Theo is like credited with the straight jacket escape. Okay. Yeah. And his magic thing was called Hardeen, was his magic name. And they were kind of funny, but um, they pretended to be rivals, even though they were brothers and really close. Just oh, cool. to get publicity, they would do like rival shows and rival stuff. Rival magic. Tests. Yes, That's rival cool. magic, which I thought was kind of funny. <laughs> um, Harry owned his own movie studio, which I did not know. That's very really cool. It was uh, Houdini Picture Corporation. Huh. And he was even an actor, <laughs> which I did not know, and made films. <laughs> and um, he actually also published magazines too so he did a lot of stuff he was always involved in things busy bee so yeah um he could hold his breath for more than four minutes and he trained in his bathtub and private pool to stay underwater as long as possible which i don't think i can hold my breath that long yeah i definitely can't um with few exceptions, he invented all of his own tricks, and only his four assistants were let in on the solutions to the most difficult ones. And because of his secrecy, the mysteries of most of his escape acts have not been solved to this day. Whoa. So he was quite the, the crafter of, you know, the master crafter of his craft. Yes. <laughs> wow. Yes. <laughs> um Let's see, he's uh, famous for the Chinese water torture mm-hmm. cell escape. That was his most famous. Um, in his show, Metamorphosis, he had uh, his assistant lay in a box and switch places with her a few minutes before behind the curtain. And this curtain assistant was Bess Wilhelmina Beatrice Ra- Rainer, Rainer? Rainer. Um, whom he later married. And... Mm. She and she went under the name of Bess, and she helped him as a full-time assistant and stage partner. So that was lovely. Um, Houdini once staged an escape from inside a sea monster, which I did not know either. Yeah, that's cool. He challenged. He was challenged to escape from the belly of a fifteen hundred pound sea monster that had washed up in the Boston Harbor. I know, it's just like gross. Historians are still not sure what the creature actually was. It's been described as everything from a whale to a leatherback turtle. But Houdini was up for the task. You know, how long was it laying there? so bad. Oh, it's dead and I don't know. I don't think good. Of course, you know. That. Definitely, I bet you sold papers or something, you know. Well, yeah, yeah. yeah. Come see him in a creepy old sea monster. It's probably a whale. Sounds like a whale. I think they beach most, whale. Sounds yeah, like a whale. Turtles seem kind of small to crawl into, but I don't know. They do get big. But yeah, but they, they have like the shell. Yeah. I feel like if you were crawling inside something, it would probably be a whale. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, Jonah and the whale. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, he was an aviation pioneer, which I thought was interesting, too. Man of all trades. Um, after developing a passion for aviation uh, while in Europe, in 1909, Houdini bought a French-made Boisson biplane and became one of the world's first private pilots. And the Magician crashed during his maiden flight in Germany, but he continued practicing and eventually set his sights on becoming the first man to pilot an airplane to Australia. That was kind of cool. Uh, Houdini collected and studied locks all of his life and claimed that he had a photograph. He had photographic eyes that helped him remember how each type worked. And could be opened. I would like photographic eyes. That sounds fancy. It does. And Dorothy Dietrich, often called the female Houdini, and is the first lady of magic. Uh, she duplicated many of Houdini's original escapes and has gone one step further by doing the jinxed bullet catch stunt where you catch it in your mouth. Uh-huh. And and he uh, he goes the one that Houdini backed away from that was one he he never tried. She is fifty four and from Pennsylvania. Whoa. So yay to Dorothy Dietrich. She's the first female to perform the straitjacket escape while suspended hundreds of feet in the air from a burning rope. That's and I fun. and I you can watch it on on your phone and that that's really cool. Um, Houdini died on Halloween, October 31st, 1926, at age 52 um, from an inflamed, um, it, he, he died from, it's peri, peritonitis, which is an inflamed abdomen tissue. Mm. And also he had a, a ruptured append, appendicitis. Hey. Yeah. Um, and that all happened in Detroit, Michigan. And they say what possibly triggered that was he was caught off guard um, by a student who was training like a box, a training boxer student. And uh, Houdini claimed that he could uh, take any punch to the stomach, but he was caught off guard and he didn't get his stomach muscles tightened up. And the guy punched him a couple times and he went ahead and did the performance that night, but he was in terrible pain. And yeah, yeah. with an appendicitis too. Yeah. yeah. So that was, they believe it was part of the demise, you know, mm. since, since it had inflamed abdomen tissue too. Yeah. Yeah. All but, of this talk about Houdini. And since I mentioned David Bowie, it made me think of that movie, The Prestige. Oh, I love that movie. With Hugh Jackman, <gasps> Chris Bale, Michael yes. Cade. That is such it's a good movie. Such a if good you have movie. not seen that one, I highly yep. recommend that one. The Prestige. Yes. And it has David Bowie in it. Oh, yeah. I know. I forgot oh, about I that, forgot too. That. But yeah. I was like, oh, yeah. it has David Bowie I own Bowie that movie because it. it is so, so good. So, so good. Speaking of magic and David Bowie and all of that fun stuff. Well, I actually have like nine jokes this time. Okay. I went a little overboard. Jokes are great. So I'm going to jump and do just at least three. Okay. 
We'll do three now. All right. Okay. What would you get if you crossed a magician with a snake? What? Abracacobra. Okay. Okay. Uh, that was a little weak. A little weak. Okay. A little weak. What would you get if you crossed a magician with a photographer? What? A lot of hocus focus. Okay, that one's better. <laughs> We're getting better. Okay. Knock, knock. Who's there? Spell. Spell who? W-H-O. Clever. I like that one. I like that one a lot. I thought you would. That's a good one. (laughs) Spell. Spell Spell who? Well, okay, if you insist. (laughs) That one's a good one. Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. So I'm going to jump in my next song. Why not? I picked uh, Magic by Pilot, which everybody knows. But um, I don't know if anybody knew that they're a Scottish band. Uh, formed in 1973, and Magic, it seems like it's on commercials it's and everywhere. everywhere. Every movie, um, everything. It's from the Magic LP, and it came out in 1974. Huh. So, yeah. Seems like every time we talk about Magic, you gotta that sing the song. song comes up. you got to sing the song. Yeah. Someone says Magic, you yeah. sing the song. It's whoa, just how whoa, it goes. Whoa. It's Magic. You know. Exactly. <laughs> Never believe it's, it's not, not so. so. <laughs> okay. Let's go. Magic by Pilot. Whoa, ho, ho. It's magic. <laughs> you know. Do you know? So, you know, I, I know I now know. and <laughs> I, you know, I won't believe it's not you know. so. <laughs> so what is your second song, Michaela Catherine? So my second song is probably the other, other magic song you hear a lot in movies and commercials. And when you think about magic, I picked Magic by the Cars. Yay! I love the Cars. Me too. <laughs> So good. Magic by the cars. Cars are great. I love the cars. I love their sound. They had such a cool sound. I, I found them on a radio station one late night and when their first album came out and I thought they were brilliant. And love so loved them ever since. So good. All their was, albums are good. Yes. I was sad when Ben died. Ben Orr. And I always loved Greg Hawk's uh, keyboards. And then uh, Elliot Easton did a, a solo album that I actually owned. And bought huh. them, so. Yeah. I'm a huge Cars fan. Rick Ocasek just had the best voice. Yeah. Best did. voice did. ever. Did. Yep. Yep. They were fun. So back to magic. Magic. So next we're going to talk about David Copperfield. So he was born in New Jersey on September 16th, 1956. He's 67 years old. And his original name um, is David Seth Koken. And named the most commercially successful magician in history. Hmm. And um, 
he has sold 33 million tickets worth over $4 billion. Wow. That's pretty impressive. Yeah. Um, magic performances are, is not his only business, oh. which I did not know. He also owns a chain of resort islands in the Bahamas, 11 islands called Mushake and the island of Copperfield Bay. I didn't know he owned islands. He owns islands. Wow. Or is it Island? Islands. <laughs> uh, Copperfield borrowed his stage name from, of course, the Dickens character, mm -hmm. David Copperfield, which I'm sure most, maybe? Maybe. I don't know. Now you know. Now you know. Uh, he was 10 years old when he began to practice magic under the name of Davino the Boy Magician. That's cute. Davino. That's cute. <laughs> uh, he did it in his neighborhood. And two years later, he became the youngest person admitted to the Society of American Magicians. Wow. David used magic to get over his shyness and loneliness and later as a way to meet women. I mean, why not? You bet. At age 16, he was already teaching a course in magic at New York University. Wow. I'm doing That's nothing so when I was 16. Impressive. Yeah. yeah. Uh, David enrolled at a Jesuit uh, base school in Fort Ham University just three weeks after starting his freshman year. He dropped out. Of school. I mean, why not? You're already teaching a so course at it. the university. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, he dropped out in order to be the lead role in a musical called The Music Man in Chicago. And the show became the longest running musical in Chicago's history. Wow. I didn't know he was in a musical. And he was the lead, too. Wow. <clears throat> I mean, go to college or be a lead actor in a musical in Chicago. Wow. I, I mean, don't know. For me, it's a no-brainer. Yeah. You, you do you, man. <laughs> but I, I guess, you know, it depends on... You know, what was he studying, I wonder? Probably... Probably magic. not magic. Heck, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Um, his role models growing up were... You'd think were other magicians, but was Gene Kelly, Fred Astaire, Orson Welles, and Walt Disney. And he said they... He took their individual art forms and moved people with them. And he wanted to do the same with magic, he said. I can see that. Yeah. That kind of makes sense. He wanted to make magic romantic and sexy and funny and goofy. All the different things that a songwriter or a filmmaker gets to express. I can see that. So that's pretty cool. That's super cool. Yeah. Um, in 2006, Copperfield and two female assistants were robbed after a performance in West Palm Beach, Florida. And while his assistants handed over their belongings, Copperfield used sleight of hand to hide his possessions, only to admit later it was a stupid and dangerous thing to do. The suspects were eventually arrested, charged, and sentenced. Wow. That's where magic would come in that handy. That would come in handy, yeah. <laughs> Um, but they're probably like, why don't you have anything? All these people have other stuff. Uh, hey, I'm on stage. Yeah, I can't yeah. be loaded down I, with I that stuff. Got my stuff. Yeah, I mean, I'm right. just wondering how we, you'd have to talk your, uh, I don't know. Uh, yeah, pretty scary. Yeah, probably uh, not the smartest thing to do. He has a daughter named Sky. 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 <laughs> Born February 2010. 
he founded Project Magic in 1982 with the purpose of helping disabled patients regain their dexterity by using sleight-of-hand magic as a physical therapy method. That's super cool. And it continues to this day. Um, was accredited by the American Occupational Therapy Association. So they still use that. That's super cool. So how cool is that? Not only magic is fun, it's therapeutic and it helps people. So how cool. Um, He's still active. And in February of 2024, he will make the moon disappear. I'm excited for that. I really want to see that. That sounds cool. I remember him making the Statue of Liberty disappear and stuff, though. It it's just makes me happy. You don't really hear much about magic shows, do you? You really don't. It seemed like we did more when I was growing up, but I don't know. Yeah, it's really not that big anymore, I think. Maybe we kind of lost the, uh, the wonderment. You know, that is one thing I think I love the most about magic is, um, you know, it's believing in something that you can't see, too. Um, There's a lot of things that in the physical realm you can believe or not believe, but you don't see, but are there, you know. Hmm. Uh, They say believing is seeing or seeing believing, you know. If you believe, you see things that probably other people don't see. I'm not sure. It's all a matter of perspective, but yeah. So I'll do three more jokes. Let's go. Okay. Uh, what do you call a magician who has lost their magic? What? Ian. Take away the magic oh. and you have Ian. Okay. <laughs> I was so What do you call a magician lost. who has lost their magic? Ah. Ian. Yeah, that one went way over my head. <laughs> you know, I knew it would. I just, I just knew that the blank stare would be on your face. <laughs> I appreciate that. And did you hear about the magic tractor? No. It went down the road and turned into a field. Eh. <laughs> no? Yeah, that one's up there with Abracadabra. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, we'll do one more. Okay. What kind of magic do cows believe in? Oh, I have no idea. Moodoo. <laughs> Since we talked about voodoo dolls last time, moodoo. That's good. I think Jin would like that one. That's a good one. <laughs> Whoever thought cows believed in magic? The power of They voodoo. do. It's voodoo. voodoo. You do. You do what? You remind me of the babe. I did love the moodoo. That's a good one. Okay. That's a really good one. I appreciate that one. Okay, so we'll stop there. You won with that one. (laughs) Okay. Should I pick my last song? Mm, We have a bit more to go through. You want to do one more magician and then we'll go through the last song? Yeah, let's do. Let's do. Okay. Let's see. Where are we at? Logical. I got a lot of pages here. got a lot going on. I'm trying not to crinkle. I'm kind of crinkly. Okay, here we go. So I picked Chris Angel. Um, she, she, it's her birthday twin too. So he's born on December nineteenth, nineteen sixty-seven. So he's already fifty-five years old. Wow. He just does not seem. He, he seems totally ageless to me. Yeah. He I was. Would, sorry. Oh, go ahead. <laughs> uh, I would say Chris Angel's probably the most 
famous magician for my generation. Yes. Or is yeah. David Copperfield it's more my, your generation? Right, right, right. He was born Christopher Nicholas Sakatakos. And he was born in Hempstead, New York. And regarded as one of the greatest illusionists of the 21st century. Um, he holds multiple world records. Uh, the He's the fastest... Um, he has the fastest escape time from the straitjacket underwater, and he made the most people disappear in one illusion. And I remember that, that was on the his show. Yes, yeah. yes. And I do own his some of his shows, Mind Freak, which are great. They're so fun. They're so good. He's so good. Um, he fell in love with magic early on when his aunt Stella showed him a card trick when he was seven years old. And he told reporters from that day on, he was hooked. And he said he felt this incredible sense of power that an adult didn't understand how it worked, but he did. So he loved that. That's cool. You know, he can amaze an adult and, you yeah. know, blow their mind. And he liked that power to be able to do that. Uh, Chris became began performing around... Um, the New York area at the age of 14. Oh, oh. Starts so young. Oh. Um, he was doing shows wherever anyone would let him. And he claimed that he could easily clear a hundred dollars on a good night, just from tips alone. I believe that. So yeah, he was, he's so magical. Street performing so. is quite frugal. Honestly. Yeah. He has a star on the walk of fame and angels. Good friend, Gary Oldman <laughs> was at the ceremony and referred uh, to the mind freak is just he's the fabulous thing mm -hmm. and i was going to write more down but i didn't um oh he referred to him as a kind and gracious soul one who is generous with his time and who is on an unending mission to give back and you do get that sense that he's got mm -hmm. such a big heart too um he skipped college and hit the road and his parents accepted the fact that secondary education was not for Chris, but they thought him becoming a professional magician was unbearable for them. Mm. You know? Yeah. Um, he has a lab that he built where he works on his illusions. He performs 10 shows a week, but I, I hear, I think it's eight shows a week now. I'm not, I'm not sure this might be kind of old. Um, still, that's a lot. Mm -hmm. Um, and he's at the Luxor in Las Vegas. And to keep his act fresh, he has to constantly work on new material. And the lab is 60,000 square feet studio off the strip in Vegas. That's where it's located. So, Wow. That's big. That is very big. He does a ton of charity work. And he is um, the Make-A-Wish Foundation's most supportive celebrity. Cool. So... He always gives to that. Um, he sees himself as half Houdini and half Evil Knievel, which I yeah. see that too. Yeah. He's very daring. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, it yeah. makes sense. In 2019, he began his uh, new show, Mind Freak Live, at Planet Hollywood in Vegas. Mm -hmm. so he opened a restaurant in Overton, which is 65 miles northeast of Las Vegas, called, I don't know how you pronounce this, I don't know if you just spell it, but it's like, Cablip, um, C A B L P, and it's short for Chris Angel's Breakfast, Lunch, and Pizza. 
Pizza. Kebblip. I guess. Christian Angel's breakfast, lunch, and pizza. I think I'd just say that. Yeah, that's what I would say, too. He transformed the former Sugar's Home Plate restaurant into the spot for dining in, takeout, and dishes available via a takeout window. So you got it all. Yeah. And he has done collaborations with Corn, Snoop Dogg, and David Navarro. And yeah. And he has incorporated their music into his performances. That's cool. So, yay. People listen to corn more than they eat it. People do listen to corn more than they eat it. So, at least I do. Right. Now, should I jump into a song? We can do songs now. Yes. Yes, 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 yes. Well, I luckily, happily, found a K-drama musical. Mm-hmm. That's called The uh, Sound of Magic, which is so cool. So I've been really, as you know from the past, I've been uh, really digging uh, Ji Chang Wook, the actor. And little did I know he can sing. They all can sing. I love it when they can sing and act. Um, but I'm a huge fan of Ji Chang Wook. And uh, so I've been really watching all his shows and really loving him. Um, but I did watch the whole thing, Sound of Magic, which is on Netflix. And I picked the song Magic in You, and it's sung by Ji Cheng Wook, uh, Sondia Lee Yesul, and Jang Yiji. And it came out in 2022. So that's the one I picked Magic in You by all them people. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Magic in You by Ji Cheng Wook, Sondia, Li Yesu, and Zhang Yiji. And I love it. The soundtrack is really, really good. And you can pull up the whole soundtrack. And and normally, I mean, I love musicals. Uh, sometimes I kind of get, you know, if I'm listening to a whole soundtrack. I, I do like soundtracks from movies. But sometimes musicals tend to get a little bit on my nerves. Uh, the The... I prefer Gemini. to watch musicals as opposed Those to just listening, listening to yeah, musicals. I guess it depends. Uh, Fiddler on the Roof. There's certain ones I do like. Yeah. Um, Annie soundtrack and stuff. Hedwig and the uh, Angry Inch. But I really, really like the soundtrack. It's just very appealing to me. And I told Michaela, I never knew the joy of Korean musicals, but I hope there's more of them. I really, really liked it. Really televised Korean musicals. Pardon? Televised Korean musicals. Televised, yes. Because they have a ton in Korea all That's the true. time. That's true. Like stage, like the stage Broadway stage. Yes, they have things. a ton. Like and I, Live shows, I guess I should call them. I, yeah. I, oh, wish I wish we could. I could go to some right. of uh, Ken Lee Jae-hwan from Vix. Yes. He does a ton of musicals. It's fabulous. Voice. And so does Jung Take Woon Leo from Vix. Yeah. <laughs> he does a ton of musicals too. Jung TW. Jung TW. Vix is having a comeback. Vix is having ah. a comeback. Ah. Well, three of them. Yes, it is basically like three Vix. It's but Vix will always be six. <clears throat> yes, Vix equals six. Yeah. Anyway, can't change my mind. Um, so that that um, the magic 
uh, the, the Sound of Magic is also ba- is based on a webtoon mm. um, called Anara Sumanara, which is the Korean equivalent to Abracadabra. Mm. So, that's kind of cool. That's super cool. Yeah. And I guess it's, it, from what I can tell, and from what I looked, it's basically the same story. Yeah, so. usually it is. When they do <laughs> drama adaptions of webtoons, it's usually the same story. It, it's exciting. Very so, exciting. So I decided, oh, we're going to do your song. We'll do your song. I'm going to try and keep us together because I tend to just like bowl over and keep going and, you, you know, just like I'm. You good. <laughs> this is so good. <laughs> like a runaway train. But we'll pick your song. So we're speaking of the magic of dot, 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 fill in the, the blank. <laughs> the magic of. Dot, and yes. in this case, I would say definitely the magic of music makes me very happy very very happy it builds friendships it connects worlds it transcends language exactly i think cultural barriers and everything music is just really cool it's magical because i'm a nerd so a couple weeks ago i had the privilege of getting to see streetlight manifesto with bandits of the acoustic revolution which is streetlight manifesto a ska band with a 40-piece orchestra behind them. That's amazing. It's so amazing. That was magic. It is so magical. Usually, they only do performances in New Jersey, which is where Streetlight Manifesto is based out of. And but they brought, they brought it to Denver, oh, and cool. it was a complete sold-out show. Absolutely amazing. We had a blizzard that night. It was a whole oh, thing. Oh, yeah, the roads were oh, spooky. Yeah. But so worth it to go see... Streetlight Manifesto, and the acronym is BOTAR for Bandits of the Acoustic Revolution. (laughs) BOTAR. Absolutely fantastic. So since then, I've been going down a bit of a Streetlight Manifesto rabbit hole, and they are one of my favorite bands, I would say. They are always so good to see live, so good. And I heard of them through my best friend. When we first became friends, I remember her showing me Streetlight Manifesto and my brain just yeah. because it was so good. So during my Streetlight Manifesto rabbit hole, I started listening to their album Keysby Nights, which I hadn't really listened to much prior mm-hmm. to this. And Keysby Nights was an album that was originally recorded by the band Catch 22 in 1998, mm-hmm. because at the time, frontman of Streetlight Manifesto, Toke, he was in Catch-22. So he wrote those songs and performed those songs with that group. Later on, he left Catch-22. And in 2006, Streetlight Manifesto re-released Keysby Nights, but as performed by Streetlight Manifesto. That's cool. Which I kind of like the Streetlight Manifesto one a little bit better just because it sounds better. <laughs> it's more polished. Yeah. It sounds better. But the Catch-22 one, it's, it's all it's the same songs. The Catch-22 one is good, too. But this song that I picked is on and on and on. Off the album, Keys Be Nights, as performed by Streetlight Manifesto. I was just going to say that they just lost a member, too, on they September did. 10th um, by the name of Matthew Stewart, who is their trumpet player. And, yeah, he was only 41 years old, so... We were so sad. I, I was so happy that they 
still perform though yeah because that has got to be such a big blow uh, they announced the show back in may i believe so we bought our tickets as soon as they announced the show yeah because me and they, the bestie were like that i we know have of. to go this is a once in a lifetime opportunity because we they don't orchestra they don't them. tour botar you don't yeah. tour with a 40 piece orchestra <laughs> i don't know how you you really very don't. cumbersomely <laughs> so, can imagine. Yeah, it was just amazing. So this is my song pick, On and On and On by Strelay Manifesto. And it's kind of just a reminder that, you know, things are going to work out. Even when things don't seem great, believe in yourself and mm. things will work out. Yeah. On and On and On by Streetlight Manifesto. Good. On and on and on by Streetlight Manifesto. They're such a fun band. They're so good. <laughs> I really want to see Toke do a rap battle. <laughs> and I mentioned this to my best friend because he sings so fast. He does. He's insanely fast. I, I get tongue tied almost every time. I have to really, really, really know the words. Mm-hmm. Before I can sing them as fast as he can. Yeah. But even then, it's He's hard. And I want to see Toke do a rap battle. I think that would be so <laughs> much fun. He'd be good at He'd it. He'd be so good at it. <laughs> so I went into just the magic of dot, dot, dot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the magic of music. Music. Since, you know, we talk, our love is music. That is our magical spot. Our mm-hmm. magical thing is music. Um. But music improves health and well-being, mood, and emotion through the engagement of the neurochemical systems responsible for the neurotransmitter dopamine. And you're like, the what? The happy hormone. Happy. Music. It helps to stimulate the happy hormone. Yay! Pushing that dopamine button all the time. Yep. It can stimulate new connections in our brains, keeping our cognitive abilities sharp and our memories alive. So Mm. it actually works to, you know, save them little dying gray cells. Oh, yeah. The ancient Greek philosopher Plato once said, music gives a soul to the universe, wings to the mind, flight to the imagination and life to everything. And isn't that true? I agree. I agree. Listening to or making music increases blood flow to the brain regions that generate and control emotions. And I believe that's true, too. And the limbic system, which is involved in processing emotions and controlling memory, lights up when our ears perceive music. How cool is that? Good, because I listen to music like all day, every day, so... Music. My brain's just lighting up all over the place. Bing, bing, bing. Bing, just bing, bing. Like a like pinball, pinball machine. machine. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, music can reduce stress levels, reduce pain levels, and even speed up recovery time from illnesses or injury. And it lowers blood pressure. So, yay for music. And then I talked about the magic of love. Because that's important. I think it's one of the most important things to... Our, our connection with each other and love is numero uno. 
when two people uh, uh, in love gaze at each other's eyes, their heart rates synchronize, which I did not know that. That's did you? Cool. They just they go and seek out. That is so cute. cute. It's so cute. So romantic. Like, you, you know, your ticker might be going, and but then you synchronize. That's, hmm. that's wild. Uh, looking at a picture of a loved one can relieve pain. Hmm. So, whenever you feel pain, just grab a picture of Bailey. Okay. Okay. And stare at it. Uh, heartbreak is real. Studies show that intense emotional stress from breakups, divorce, or losing a loved one releases chemicals that weaken your heart. This is known as broken heart syndrome. And when it manifests as chest pains and shortness of breath, it is often misdiagnosed as a heart attack. Whoa. I know you can die of heartbreak. I you can't. Yeah. And a lot of people, especially like couples who have been together for a super duper ooper long time, when one goes, a lot of time the other one goes soon after because they're so heart heartbroken. And you know what's just kind of wild is today would have been my folks' seventieth wedding anniversary today. We were married on on voting day. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what I always wondered. I don't think it was intentional by them, actually, from what I asked my mom. But it's easy for me to remember. There you go. Voting, go get a present for the folks. <laughs> so, ah, yes. you know. Anyway, um, gazing into the eyes of a stranger can make you fall in love with them. Love at first sight is a real thing. So you know, be careful who you stare at, I don't guess. Don't make contact with anybody <laughs> that you don't want to fall in love with, I guess. I believe I in think, love at first sight, I but... Think, you know what I think, too, uh, is I think when you really stare at somebody, you do, you know, it's the window to the soul. Uh-huh. And and I believe that every every human has some form of light uh, you know, yeah. somewhere. There's a beauty to each person. And I think when you really stare at somebody, you really will see the inner part. You know, and a lot of humans are bad because they were raised to be, they were taught that. I don't think any baby is born in this world to hate and to be mm-hmm. um, toxic to other people. That That is a learned behavior. So, you know, we're meant to all be together and never die. That was that was the intention to always be together, all of us. So that's where we shine. That's where the love comes in. <laughs> yes, <laughs> um, we find people with a different type of immune system to be more attractive. What? We find people with a different type of immune system to be more attractive. Is that why I like Bailey? Because he never gets sick, and yeah. I always get sick. Yes. <laughs> I guess, you know, you're attracted to things that you don't have, I I suppose. But that's what they say. That's so funny. Uh, Danger can play a role in making people fall for each other. Oh, yeah. Research has shown that if a man meets a woman while in a dangerous situation or vice versa, they are more likely to fall in love than if they meet in a mundane setting. It's called trauma bonding. Trauma bonding. always healthy. Yeah. You got to be careful with that one. Yeah. The magic of love is all about chemistry. People choose partners whose chemical makeup complements their own. So someone with high levels of estrogen is likely to fall for someone with high levels of testosterone. 
What if you're just kind of in the middle? Do you also find someone who's middle just kind people. of in the middle? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. I guess you attract what, you know, you are. Hmm. Makes sense. Um, live long and prosper according to doctors. Uh, spending time with people who love you reduces the risk of an early death by 50%. Whoa. Love long and prosper. I do know that you're attracted to people based on the way that they smell. Too, yeah. Scent it's has a like a thing. lot to do with it. Yes. And also, if you have an article of clothing of your significant others, smelling that will reduce stress. I believe that. Yeah. Yeah. Or if, if you're everybody like has super stressed out. Smell. Yeah. yeah. They had a test done. Now, I don't know the name of the test. I don't know the name of the study, etc. But they had a group of people and one article of clothing from their significant other and, and pick it out and articles of clothing from strangers. And if they smelled the clothing from a stranger, it spiked their stress level. But if they smelled the article of clothing from their significant other, it lowered it. Wow. That's so cool. And of course they, they could pick it out too. Yeah. You know, your partner smell. Yeah. Yeah. I still know your dad's, you know, I could yeah. find that in the anywhere. Yeah. Yeah. Humans are still animals. Yes. We still we are, are animals and we are smelly and we know <laughs> each other based on smell. Yeah. You, you want to hear something really crazy? Just yes. uh, slightly off the beaten track. I opened a cookbook, an old cookbook that I might have got from my mom. My mom had a lot of cookbooks and I got a lot of them, but it was late at night and I went to just put a piece of, I usually save really decorative napkins. I know this is some Yes, you do. Way off the beaten track, but I like to save one. And I had a couple from Halloween and I put it in this uh, bread book. But I got a whiff of my mom's perfume and it act, it made me cry. And she's been gone for years, but mm-hmm. just, it was her, you know, and I, that moment at night. It was like she was in the room with me. I mean, yeah. I didn't see her or anything, yeah. but that smell lingered too. And I, it made me cry. You know your parents' smell. I know their smell. It's, yeah, yeah, it's true. I also picked the magic of arts and crafts. Ooh. So creative expression helps maintain our immune systems <laughs> and that art is clinically proven to reduce stress, elevate mood, and lower blood pressure. I believe that. What if... Art is the stress. Then you better get away from that art. (laughs) Not a good art. I'm just kidding. (laughs) Patients exposed to art during a hospital stay actually heal quicker and have a better overall experience. Hmm. And art can help people with depression, anxiety, and stress. Um, Art is linked to improved memory, reasoning, and resilience in aging adults. That's really cool. Art improves fine motor skills. During arts and crafts, children regularly use the various muscles in their fingers, wrists, and hands. And regular use of these muscles improves their strength and finesse, uh, which makes other tasks such as writing far easier. So art is important in school. Don't don't get rid of it. It's very important. Art can boost confidence and make us feel more engaged and resilient. And art can help patients recover from things like traumatic brain injuries or stroke. Well, that's really cool. Oh. And then I went into the magic of positive thinking. 
Having a positive mindset starts with gratitude and humility. This results in a happy you and a happy person attracts people. And in today's era of negativity, happiness glows like a bright light in a dark room. And a positive mindset reflects in your behavior. So think happy, think positive, you be positive. Kind of true. I mean, one of the things that my boss wrote when I had my year-end review was that he like really appreciates my positive outlook on everything. And I never really thought about it, but... I am kind of the positive one on the team. Like whenever something happens, I'm like, oh, that's not great. But, you know, it's okay. You got this. And I know there are a lot of other people that get way more stressed than I do in our jobs. And, you know, with good reason, they have their good reasons. But I I don't let it get to me. So I guess I'm the positive one. And I never really thought about it till I read his review. And I was like, oh, but it was nice to hear that. You know, it helps. Yeah. Well, I think even in a team, um, to have a positive person is vital, wouldn't it? Oh. To be getting something done, I would I imagine. So. I don't know. I haven't done, you know, I haven't looked in studies, but mm. I don't know how you get things done if you got a whole team of negative people. Because you, then you're always thinking, it'll never work. This is, you know. Negative people are. Makes me think of aliens. <laughs> That's just great. When we let the yeah what are we gonna do now (laughs) you don't want to be that guy you don't want to be that guy yeah no uh the approach that everything will go well is the root of positive thinking there are many many benefits to an uh, (laughs) optimistic approach uh better mental health physical health and they and even live longer (laughs) so if you want to live long think positive Positive thinking is also associated with an increase in cells that boost your immune system. Good. Because so. I get sick a lot, so I need all the immune-boosting cells I can get. Yeah. So uh, healthy emotions create a buffer and can suppress negative emotions such as depression or post-traumatic stress disorder. And how to stay positive during difficult times. Remember what you have to be thankful for. Stay connected with loved ones. Remember one good thing each day. Have things to look forward to no matter how small. Um, Find absorbing hobbies. Don't immerse yourself in negative thinking. Think about your purpose in life. Have a plan and tasks for each day. I I do. I have a a day-to-day calendar, which is uh, called You're a Badass. Just like the doc. (laughs) it is such a great um calendar but it talks about be careful the negative words that come out of your mouth and the negative things that that you focus on because it really is debilitating and it it really will just cut take the sails out of out of you um take the wind out of your sails so kind of shapes your reality too and i believe in i guess manifesting of sorts you know what you think is what you get yes and i have a perfect example of this speaking of work Mm -hmm. we went to this work event for a brewery and they had this big giveaway and one of the prizes was this super expensive like 300 hundred dollar cooler 
and they all had us put our name in a drawing for the various prizes. And one of my coworkers at the time was a very negative person. He was like, I'd never get anything. I'm never going to win anything. I'm just not going to win it. There's no point to this. And I turned to him and I was like, well, with that attitude, yeah, you're never going to win anything. And I turned to him and I'm like, you watch. They're going to draw my name. I'm going to get one of those coolers. That's how it's done. A minute later, they drew my name and I won one of the coolers. And he just looked at me like, what? And I'm like, see what positive thinking can do? You know, it's almost scary how you it's can manifest true. magic just by that. It's true. It's like when I saw Chuck Mangione and I told the date that I was with that I need to sit in the aisle seat. I mean, I was the one who bought the tickets anyway, but yeah. he wanted to sit in the aisle seat. And I said, no. I need to be in the aisle seat for when Chuck Mangione takes me up on stage. Little did I know, Chuck Mangione came down, handed his trumpet to the date that I was with, and asked if he could dance with me. And he danced me all the way up the aisle and all the way back, and he pinned his corsage onto me and sat me back in my seat and he he whispered in my ear, he goes, I'm so thankful that you're short because he's only like five, six or five, seven. Yeah. He's really short. And he goes, I'm so happy that you're a short girl. <laughs> but I was in the newspaper. It was at college. I was in college. And since I worked at the radio station, I would get access to, you know, tickets and things. And yeah. And. The date that I was with, uh, he was a very negative person, which was funny. But he turned to me and he's like, what are you, a witch or what? And I'm like, yeah, <laughs> and you better be careful or I'll put a hex on you. Because <laughs> we were having, it was not going well. And, and uh, But yeah, that was the end, actually. But yeah, see, that's the thing. The positiveness of thinking this is going to happen. Manifestation, man. It happened to once when I was hunting with a bunch of guys and, and they were missing shots. It was super windy and everything. And I go up in the hill and they're like, she'll never make this shot. And I'm like, I'm going to make this me. shot and I'm going to make it perfect. I don't care how windy it is. I'm like, I'm going to show all those guys down there that I'm just as good a hunter as they are. And I went up on the hill, put you know my sights on it. On it was an antelope. We were antelope hunting, and bam! And it dropped like a rock, and before the sound was even reached to those guys' ears, and it was just—it was so brilliant. It was so brilliant. And, and even, you know, her dad at the time uh, turned to those guys and he's like, well, and that's how it's done. <laughs> They're all like, whoa, I even got an extra uh, shot of schnapps for, there for that go. one. <laughs> there you go. See, is positive magic thinking. I think magic is real and magic yeah. is kind of what you make it. Yeah. And I would say positive thinking is definitely a form of magic. It is. It's, it, you know, you've got it inside you. You can manifest uh, a lot of things with just, just thinking. You know, we are energy, you know, we are spiritual beings and we are energy. And It's a lot like in the movie Halloween Town when mm -hmm. the grandma is explaining to her granddaughter basically the fundamentals of magic. And mm -hmm. she says, you just have to want something 
and, and then let it yourself yeah, have, have it. it. Yeah. Because a lot yeah. of times we're the ones who are holding ourselves back. You tell yourself you're not good enough to get that job promotion. Yeah. You're not rich enough to get that house. It's you who's holding yourself back and you want it, but now you have to let yourself have it. Let yourself right. be worthy of having it. Right. It's all mindset. Imagine yourself with it. And the power of that it's is, all is mindset. Magic. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if you're raised around negative people who have told you, you know, you're no good, and it, that resonates in your head it's and it's debilitating. It is. Um, when I wanted to move to Fort Collins so badly, we befriended the, a shop owner, um, Kansas City Kitty in Fort Collins. And we go there and we'd visit them and they were just lovely ladies and I, I would tell her all the time, I want to live here. And she goes, just see yourself here and make it happen. You can do this. Mm-hmm. And, and it's true. And so, yay. Oh, I don't want to get too late. So I talked a little bit about Dan Sperry. Um, he was born August 7th, 1985. He's 38 years old. And he was born in Minnesota. He now lives in New York City in Las Vegas. And at the age of four... The anti-conjurer or gothic magician went to see David Copperfield with his grandparents and was forever changed. The Copperfield performance inspired him to try his own hand at magic. And at age 10, he uh, performed his very first show in front of an audience at a hometown picnic in rural Minnesota. Um, As Sperry perfected his talent... Uh, His career took off as he began to perform at parties, including a private party for Johnny Depp's children. Johnny Depp's children. And and if it's Lily Rose Depp, it was on my birthday. Yay! (laughs) Um, He performed at universities and festivals and much more. Uh, At the age of 17, he was already an internationally recognized champion with honors, including being one of the youngest illusionists to headline the famed Magic Castle in Hollywood, California. He defines himself as an anti-conjurer, which he describes as a conjurer or a magician that goes against the common trend in magic. Um, His audience... um, his, or his audition onto YouTube consisted of swallowing a lifesaver candy and then creating the illusion of rubbing floss against his neck until it went through his neck and then pulling the floss back out with the lifesaver hanging in the string. In the and middle we, of the string. We saw that. It's wild. It is so freaky. <laughs> yeah. He did we saw that, that live. America's Got Tanya. Ta- uh, yeah. America's Got Talent. You could look it up on YouTube. It's so crazy. Like, I, I don't know so how good. he does it. I, I have no it. idea he's, how he does it. He's amazing. It's amazing. Yeah. Um, we did see him at the Civic Center, like we said, in Cheyenne. Mm-hmm. And I believe that was on March 22nd, 2011. So. Yeah. He does another trick with razor blades that's like, wah! Yeah. It's crazy. Oh, he's seven. And he loves stuff. to engage in his, his audience, in his magic, and... What you think will happen, he will do like the difference. So he's he'll like shock his audiences and so and cool. yeah, he's so he, he's cool. just fun. He's really a lot definitely of fun. look him up on YouTube because he is so cool. Okay, we got three more jokes. All right. Okay. Uh, did you hear about the magician who did magic with chocolate? No, I heard he had lots of twix up his sleeve. <laughs> <laughs> twix. <laughs> 
That's cute. Uh, this one is kind of different. Okay. A lumberjack went into a magic forest to cut down a tree. Upon arrival, he started to swing an axe at the tree when it shouted, Wait, I'm a talking tree. And the lumberjack grinned and said, And you will die a log. You will die a log. Die a log. <laughs> that was funny. And remember these two magic words. They will open the doors in your life. Push and pull. <laughs> there you go. Push you seem pull. to want to push when it says pull, though. It's a push-push world. <laughs> no. Uh, Willoughby. Next yes. stop, the magic of Willoughby. Watch Twilight Zone, Willoughby. Twilight Zone is very magical. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so I finished watching Healer. With, uh, I told you, Ji Chang Wook is, is like my... He's your dude now. He's my dude. He's my actor. He is such a brilliant actor. He's wonderful. And and he sings. And yeah, he's just great. And um, he's he's always got something going on. He's only like 35, 35, I think. Anyway, he lost his dad at a young age. And strugg- they struggled a lot. So... Um, his mom took good care of him, and, and now he takes care of his mom. Cute. So, yeah, they're super cute. Anyway, so I love that. And I did watch the entire show, like I said, The Sound of Magic. And let's see. I'm still uh, working my way through um, Happiness, the the zombie one. Oh, the one that you've been watching for uh, yeah, a while. I'm not saying it's bad. I, I don't know. I, sometimes I just have to go somewhere else for a while. So what I'm actually watching right now is Suspicious Partner with Ji Cheng Wook. Ah. And really liking that one. That came out in 2017. He, he's done a lot of stuff, older stuff that I am finding out now. So yay for Ji Cheng Wook. Yeah. He has such a great singing voice. And I found him on Spotify, like a playlist of his songs. And it's great. He's really a good singer. And I want to say happy birthday to Hong Jun of ATs. No, it was yesterday in Korea. It is today. Yes. The 7th. Yes. And then I'm going to say happy birthday to Leo of Vix, whose birthday is November 10th. Jung TW. Jung TW. Happy birthday. And Lee Dong Wook's birthday was yesterday, <gasps> November 6th. Speaking of one of our favorite I actors. Dong Wook. He's tail of the nine tail. And there is so much going on in the K-pop world. We can get into it next week, but Stray Kids is having a comeback. Fix is having a comeback. ATs is having a comeback. I don't know what to do. Jungkook from BTS came out with his album. His song 7 went platinum. He's just like killing it. There's (laughs) just, there's so much going on. So much going on. It's lovely. We love, and we were just thinking the magic happiness of K-pop in our lives has just been transforming. Um, I I love getting into the K-dramas and and the the C-dramas and the J-dramas. They're just, they're fun. I told her, well, I I watched like five soap operas when I was a kid. So there you go. I guess I just, I like escaping it. it. It's nice to put on something when you're eating alone. It is scientifically proven that K-pop and K-dramas make you happier. Well, I want a coffee mug, a K-drama coffee mug. 
they have all different ones. They're really cool. Christmas is wink, be wink, hint. <laughs> I probably will <clears throat> pick one out. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. <clears throat> so next week we're going to talk about stained glass and light. Light, light, stained glass and light. Yes. Yeah. So this has been the Kimmick Podcast. I'm Kim. And I'm Michaela. You guys take care. Please stay well, eat well. We love you. Goodbye. Bye-bye.